Okay, so I'm currently obsessed with the concept of packaging on-demand healthcare in a digital way into a health benefit plan. Um, And I just want to riff on some of the really cool technologies I've seen lately and some of the really interesting ways I've seen carriers bring them to market. Um, So first of all, I mean, I hate to say it, it's such a cliche, but I think people are like, oh, when are we going to get back to the new, new, new normal? And so if you're listening to this and you're, I don't know, 28 years old, you're listening to this on your iPhone, you're like, mm, I don't know if we're going to get back to our quote, quote normal, because I think a lot of this change was happening anyways, the change with working remotely, the change with preferring to do Zoom meetings instead of face-to-face prospecting meetings, like a lot of that stuff, you know, while it's very difficult to go through a pandemic, I'm super grateful for some of the changes that have happened. Um, for example, I used to have to drive out to another city and wait in a lobby and then maybe get like 15 minutes late and then get out of there after like three hours, drive home in traffic, come home, collapse because you've just spent six hours, three of which were on the road. Like my life was on the road, especially when I was supporting our advisors in the field um, and helping plan sponsors like renew their benefit plan and doing employee meetings. Like I used to spend hours on the road. Like I live in Toronto and the traffic here is really bad in normal times. Um, I love the fact that we've gone to Zoom. I love that I can just book a 30 minute video call and be over. Um, I love that it's just okay to just do phone calls now. Um, I love that I don't have to spend as much money on my wardrobe. I used to have to, I used to spend like a lot of money just trying to make sure I look professional. And now, I mean, it's just a lot of that pressure has been taken off just because we're doing so much stuff remote. Um, And then even in just sort of the work remote aspect, like we're not connecting the same way we're used to. It depends where you live, but I think some of these things are just going to be here to stay. So I think especially if you're interfacing with customers, um, I find in the B2B world where we live, um, the B2C trends often end up tripping up here. So we know in the BDC world, people are used to Ubering, they're used to Lyft, they're used to having their groceries show up at their door. Um, I'm using an app here in Instacart, actually, um, one of our uh, homegrown Toronto companies, Unata, uh, recently sold to Instacart. And it's just the concept of like, you know, ordering up your groceries on their phone, it's there in an hour, um, you don't have to leave your house. So I think that obviously benefits are going to get here. Um, it's just a question of, well, who's really going to win this race? I'm observing that I think there's a lot of people who are rapidly building their own platforms, um, building telemedicine platforms, telewellness, um, teledentistry, like you name it, really anything. Um, in Canada, we have virtual physio, we have virtual dentistry, there's the Smile Direct Club, there's telemedicine. Um, the latest thing that I've come across that I'm so thrilled about, and I really am so jazzed about, I cannot wait to actually start thinking about how we can bring to market is on-demand, um, PSW. So PSW is a personal support worker that's really there for elder care, or if you have somebody in your life that you care for that has a disability. So personal support worker, if you don't know what they are, are, you know, sometimes there are people, they're not necessarily nurses, but they're people that help you live your regular life. So you might not be completely debilitated. Like if you think about, if you've done your life license exam, you know about the five um, uh, requirements for daily living, like, you know, feeding yourself, going to the bathroom, bathing yourself, putting on clothes, um, getting in and out of bed. Like those are the five minimum things that if you can't do, let's say like three out of five of those, for example, like you would be, you if you purchase long-term care insurance, you're eligible to go to a long-term care home and then the insurance company will cover the daily rate. 
Um, but then there's a lot of people who are not that extreme. Like I actually, I'm going to share this. Like I lived with my grandmother, God rest her soul. My grandma Khadija, who lived with us um, for eight years while I was in school and I was a teenager and I watched my mom run our family business. Um, my mom was going through chemo at the time because she had breast cancer. She's alive, so she's fine, thank goodness. But um, And then she was caring for my grandma who was in her 80s. And my grandma like couldn't wash herself. She couldn't cook for herself. She could feed herself. She could go to the bathroom, but she couldn't like get on and off the toilet by herself. So that stuff took such a toll on my mother. And I mean, at the time I remember thinking like, wow, my mom is just going to get through this. She's such a rock star. But looking back, I'm like, you know, we couldn't afford at that time to have a full-time caregiver come in and help my mom. My mom was doing both. And then you think about, you know, the average person in, in North America and what they're going through. Like there's a ton of people in the sandwich generation and the sandwich generation, unfortunately, are the ones who get hit by disability. So again, when I think about people on my block of business that are, if you were to ask me, okay, describe the, um, the, the avatar of your typical LTD claimant, I'm going to say it's probably a female in her early to mid fifties, um, probably somebody who's holding down a full-time job, but is sandwiched between caring for two generations. So maybe your kids and your parents who maybe have some dementia, maybe, maybe they recognize you, maybe they don't, maybe you can't afford to put them in a home. Maybe you're scared to put them in a home because you think it's a death trap because of, you know, I don't know, the COVID dumpster fire that's around us right now. Um, Maybe you're single, maybe you're going through a divorce. Like all of that is just a an anvil on your neck, for God's sake. So I'm like kind of like, okay, we're out here delivering healthcare. You and you and I talking right now virtually are like we're private healthcare professionals. Like, you know, we are experts in how to fund and how to pay for healthcare. So we really have influence on how the bag of money gets spent. And so I'm kind of like, how are we going to use our powers for good here? So all of this buildup, just to say I found on-demand um, PSWs. So can you imagine if you could like Uber someone to your house within two hours, they're there and they're helping your grandma like have a shower so you don't have to, so that you can be on a Zoom call signing up another client. Like that to me is just magic. And so my question to all of you is like, what do you think of all this? Where do you think the future is going to go? How are we going to package all of these into a benefit plan? My personal vision is that I think we're going to get the um, the Roku of benefits or the Apple TV of benefits or like the class pass of benefits. If you're familiar with class pass um, or, you know, if you've got an Android, there's something called Google play pass whereby you buy like um, basically a subscription for five bucks a month. You can play unlimited video games um, with class pass. Let's say you buy something for like a hundred bucks a month and you can do three different, um, you know, workout classes. So because I think we're going to get cluttered with so many on-demand digital health delivery apps and tools. Um, we're either going to a like see a lot of them fall away eventually, just like with the natural kind of order of things, you're going to get some good ones race quickly and pick up market share. And then the weaker ones sort of wind down, or uh, we might be in a world where if a lot of these apps do have viable business models, they're all going to be clamoring to get in on the insurance shelf. Like I see it now, they're all kind of contacting us saying, how do we, how do we get distribution? Um, but it's, it's, it's a lot. It's overwhelming for customers. Number one, there's the cost element. Like how can you expect a customer to just be bombarded by like 20 different digital health apps right now? And like they all claim to be the next big thing. Well, they all also cost money 
And I don't know if you've talked to a small business owner right now, but they are not exactly inclined to spend more money. <laughs> That's like a really gentle way of putting it. Um, no one's out there saying, yeah, I'm going to gift more money. Now, that said, I think there are businesses that are essential businesses that have worked harder and they've been able to actually crush it um, during the pandemic just because of the nature of their business. I see those are the types of the companies that are um, increasing their benefit plan. And that's a good thing. But at the same time, like they have limited bandwidth. They might have enough attention to have maybe a conversation about one thing. So if we've got tons of different things out there, um, I think it'll be really important for advisors to um, vet these and to curate, okay, this is the caddy of people that I know and trust, just like you do with any other insurance product. With the rest of the market, you're learning about insurance companies, you're reading about them, you're testing them, you're kicking the tires. We're going to have to do a lot of tire kicking um, because what we know for sure about startups is that um, probably 90% won't exist in the next five years. And so it's up to us to really do that research. So I just wanted to riff with you guys. Um, I think it's really interesting. If you've seen something really cool, please feel free to let me know. Uh, my name is Yafa Sakaja. I'm at Ben and Plan, and you can contact me either on LinkedIn, you can Google my name, Yafa, or you can visit us at benandplan.ca. Alrighty, stay healthy. Talk to you soon.